Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here today with, I am so excited, a special guest, and her name is also Vicki. I, I just don't ever get to talk to other Vickies. So <laughs> this is Vicki Bentley from Homeschool Legal Defense Association. So Vicki, say hi to everyone. Hi, and my husband said this is going to be great. We could have really good fun with everybody today. Hi, Vicky. Hello, Vicky. How are you, Vicky? Great, Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> the, the, and the coolest thing is, is we both spell our names exactly the same. So it's V I C K I. It's like, oh, I found a homeschool sister who's an identical twin. That's right. So that's the coolest thing ever. So we are here to talk today about coaching. You know, one of my hats that I wear in the world is I do life coaching and career coaching, but I also do a lot of coaching with homeschool families, just helping them with curriculum and stuff. And that's what Vicki does for Homeschool Legal Defense. So since we're sisters in name um, and we're sisters in the way we serve our community. So I, I wanted to talk to Vicki and kind of get her story. So. All right, so Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Um, so, <laughs> Vicky, tell me about your family's homeschool story. Well, golly, we started homeschooling back in the '80s, and yeah. I really can't remember exactly why we started. Isn't that terrible? I know a lot of families started for homeschooling for religious reasons, mm-hmm. um, and I know that eventually that did become a. a a really big factor for us. But I think originally we just started because I had a daughter who was in the uh, gifted and talented program at school and she wasn't quite being um, challenged as we would like. And so we decided we could homeschool. Uh, I remember that uh, you couldn't buy homeschool material back then. People didn't sell Mm -hmm. to us. Right. So um, I had found a correspondence course in the back of a, uh, Christian Women's Magazine, and sent off for that. Uh, That was back when you mailed a check. We didn't have debit cards and internet and all that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, you wait your few weeks for your books to come in. And and I can remember the whole time I was waiting for that box of books to come, I can remember thinking, I'm so excited. This is going to be such an adventure. And then I can remember thinking five minutes later, why on earth did I think I could do this? <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? And then a few moments later, I would think, oh, well, that's okay, because what God's called me to do, he's going to equip me to do. And then a few moments later, I think, I wonder if I can stop payment on the check. So, and I think a lot of us do that waffling back and forth thing. We we we're excited we're going to do this. And then we second guess ourselves for about 18 years. And right. uh, and I, when that box of books came, I sat in the middle of the kitchen floor and cried. I was just so overwhelmed. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? But uh, but it went fine. And uh, I'm sure we had a few bumps in the road as we you know started off and all along the way. But uh, I would never have done anything any differently. I, it, it's just been such an adventure for us. And so by the time we were finished, we'd homeschooled 17 kids um, between our eight and um, some of our foster kids. Oh, so, so mm-hmm. I, I've about got algebra one down pat. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having done it an, an, enough times. So, um, and, and now um, 
most of my girls homeschool their own children or have at some point homeschooled their own children. Oh. Uh, my oldest four were not homeschooled. Uh, uh-huh. we, they're my old, we have what we call the big girls and the little girls in our household. There's a 20-year spread in my children. Wow. Uh-huh. So um, my older girls um, uh, were not homeschooled because we didn't know about homeschooling yet. So they were public schooled, and several of them have homeschooled their children. Uh, and then my younger four uh, homeschool their children. And so it's just it's just been an adventure. So are all of yours girls? Yes, I have eight daughters. You have eight daughters. Well, your husband was really overwhelmed there with the, the gene code. <laughs> so. He was he is really sweet. He's a fabulous dad of girls. Yeah. And uh, he always just said as long as he can have his own bathroom, he's good. So that's a wise thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then you also homeschooled foster kids. Yes. We fostered about 50 kids, just just under 50 kids, um, over wow. a 20-year period. Uh-huh. Um, the second part of our uh, foster care journey was um, in the state of Virginia. We were part of what was called the Mary and Elizabeth Project, and it's um, fostering, uh, it's kind of, I guess, pairing an older woman, which would be me, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. with a pregnant teen or a young teen mom. Oh. And so kind of helping uh-huh. with mom skills. So I got to be a foster mom and foster grandma at the same time. So, oh. yeah. What a, what a good story. You have such a, a rich history of service there. Well, God gives everybody their ministries. So yeah. I guess that was ours. So being a Titus II type woman, so you're investing in the next generation, then somehow you ended up over at HSLDA. So can you kind of tell me that story? Well, sure. Uh, it didn't start off as something I was looking for. Uh-huh. Just, you know, God opens doors as you're, as you're being obedient to what he's called you to do all along the way. So I never... I never sought to do this sort of thing. I just started homeschooling by the time we moved here in the early 90s. Um, I uh, had a couple of gals in our military installation who homeschooled. We kind of found each other in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. uh, four or five ladies. And then I was in the Walmart line at one point and some lady on what we call the outside in the military, in the the (laughs) civilian community, he and I got to chatting and she had four or five ladies who homeschooled. And we said, hey, let's go on a field trip together. And that's how Melinda and I started our little local support group, kind of by accident, very informally. Uh, and so she and I co-ran that group for about a year, and then her husband got transferred and I inherited it. And that group grew to about 350 families. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, and so d- through that, I got involved in our local, uh, in our state organization, the Home Educators Association of Virginia. Yes. And I ended up doing uh, curriculum counseling and other sorts of counseling for them uh, through HEAV. And then when my husband took a position with uh, HSLDA up in the northern Virginia area, um, I'd already had some connections as a state leader then I already had some connections with the HSLDA staff, and they were starting a new department up here. Um, they already had the special needs department. They had the high school department. But there was nothing for the families who had kids below that. And yeah. so uh, they said, we're starting this up, and we'd love for you to be the one who starts that. Are you interested? And that's how that came to be. So, Oh, that's wonderful. So you started out your homeschool journey as a military wife? Yes. That is the coolest thing. So, and then you, you just as God brought things across your path, you were willing to start things up, like starting a, a field trip group that turned right. into a support group. 
and then, you know, serving in HEAV, which is one of the largest and I think oldest Mm -hmm. state organizations around. So it's really just about walking through the next open door. Yeah. Yeah, that it's it, we have so many similarities. We're both from the same time period, you know, starting homeschooling. And uh, uh, my seven sister Marilyn and I were willing way back in those early days to um, jump in on some leadership needs in the state of Delaware. So our, our state homeschool organization um, just needed a president and a vice president and nobody else was willing to do it. Right. So. We jumped in there and served for a number of years and then in different capacities, like with the, the homeschool youth group and uh, debate team and all kinds of different things. So I think in our generation, we all had to start things because there was nothing. I was like, we were all we had. So yeah, <laughs> there was there, those things didn't exist and we just made them happen. You do what you need to do for your kids. Right. And and it was wonderful and also hard, but it was wonderful. So in your journey, God brought you guys to HSLDA. So for for me, our family, we one of the first things we did when Homeschool Legal Defense started was join because in those days, you know, we had fire drills and tornado drills right. and truant officer at the door drills. It was, you know, way different homeschool climate that, that long ago. So when HSLDA started, we joined and, and I've been a member since then, even though I don't homeschool my kids now because they've all graduated, right. I still want to invest in that community. So could you explain a little bit about what Homeschool Legal Defense is about? Sure. Well, HSLDA started back in 1983, uh, started by two homeschool dads who were attorneys uh, and you know, they homeschooled their kids and it wasn't legal most places. And people would basically say, hey, you know, my friend's being uh, face, is facing prosecution here and you're a homeschool dad and a lawyer. Can't you help? And that's kind of how it got started. So um, uh, really, the mission of HSLDA is to make homeschooling possible. We've been making homeschooling possible since the early 80s by helping it to become legal in all 50 states. And now we're continuing to make homeschooling legal by offering a lot of services. We still have all of the legal. We also have consulting services from preschool through high school, plus special needs and struggling learners. We have uh, our online academy for families who'd like a little help with their, their high schoolers. We have uh, HSLDA Compassion, which used to be the uh, Homeschool Foundation, and that's the charitable arm of HSLDA. We offer grants. We have um, grants for single parents and widows, and we have special needs funds and emergency funds and lots of other things that you can find on our website. Um, we have uh, just a lot of different uh, programs available and uh, different things to help make homeschooling possible for the for for these families and, and it's, it's such a good support system for the the homeschool community mm-hmm. so one of your hats there at hslda is doing advising coaching kinds of things mm-hmm. and that you know the cool thing about being a homeschooler and a follower of christ is we don't compete with each other right we we are all working together for the success and the blessing of the the homeschool family. So we just appreciate um, the help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's two million or more homeschoolers these days. There, there's plenty of, of homeschoolers. So, uh, but it really it felt to me when I started homeschooling 
the coaching part. It was just the natural invest in the next generation. Right. So um, tell me about what your homeschool coaching looks like with Homeschool Legal Defense. Sure. Well, a lot of it just started naturally as, as part of, well, I'm going to back up before HSLDA because um, part of what I do through HSLDA sort of evolved from what I was already doing. Because as, uh-huh. as a support group leader, one of the things I discovered having a group of 350 was, and this was back when the typical support group met each month, had a topic, you yeah. know, discussed things. Um, we didn't have as many co-ops. We did have some, but the focus was on the information, the yeah. training, kind of in-service training sorts of things. And yeah. what I was discovering as a leader was that the new families coming in needed some information on the basics of homeschooling, mm-hmm. the how to get started and some other things. Mm-hmm. But if you discuss those topics every month at the meetings, the veterans didn't want to come because they, you know, they'd already heard all this. So uh, I thought, all right, we've got to find a way to meet the needs of the new families without losing the veteran families because we're just rehashing the same things at the meetings. So I thought yeah. we really need to find some way um, to mentor these new moms as they're coming in. And so I thought, well, we'll just take volunteers and we'll match people up. And so uh, I got volunteers and found that nothing was happening. And they were willing, you know, hey, I'll be happy to help another family. But nothing was going on. And I thought, okay, what's the problem here? And what it really came down to was for many veteran families, the philosophy seemed to be, I'm happy to help somebody else. But I have no idea if I'm doing it right with my own kids. I sure don't want to mess up yours. And so uh, so we said, well, what if we gave you a lesson plan? What if we gave you a manual that you could use as a springboard? And we just set it up. So I actually wrote a program called Home Education 101. And it's a mentoring program for new homeschoolers. It's eight sessions. And it's designed for a veteran homeschool parent to come alongside a new family or group of families uh, and just walk them through in in eight little sessions the basics. It's it's eight topics of general interest to the average first or second year homeschooler. So from that then came the the other coaching, the other consulting, the other work. Um, So so that's really where it all came from. So Yeah. yeah. So. And then it evolved into just one-on-one kind of work that you do with HSLDA? I do one-on-one. I do do, um, symposiums. I do just workshops. I go to local support groups, uh, Uh state conferences. Um, I just Mm -hmm. spoke at a group the other night, and that's the third or fourth time I've been to that particular group. They just pick a different one of my topics each year, and and I come and speak to their group. And and I just love doing that. I love encouraging families that they can do this. I love giving them the um, the practical nuts and bolts part. And because I do have a fairly broad background, I did own a curriculum store for a while. And oh, so I'm you know, uh-huh. familiar. I started the curriculum store and the resource center at HEAV's office. Um, and because I've homeschooled a broad variety of children uh, with different learning styles, different learning needs. We've used a lot of different materials. I'm very familiar with a lot of materials. So um, I like to think that um, I'm able to help families, even if they don't want to homeschool, even if the way they envision homeschooling looks different than what we did, that's okay. You know, I, um, I like to think that I'm I, I have enough of a background to be able to help them find what's a good fit for their family. 
Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful is, is one of the things I've appreciated about HSLDA's philosophy is they're not telling people this is the one right way to homeschool. Right. They're making homeschooling possible. Right. So you, with your vast experience, you can say there's not one right way and uh, just help people to have the tools. That's right. So, yeah, I love your story. It, it, it just is so beautiful to see how God took our generation and uh, we have so many shared experiences. I know with um, my journey, you know, Marilyn and I were leaders in the state level. And then when our kids hit high school level, there was no support in our area, um, like transcript support and get ready for college support. And so we just dove in and did research and um, started up an umbrella school in Delaware. Wow. And uh, so it, it is, um, there were a, a couple of schools now, but in those days, there was, we were the first actual umbrella school Mm -hmm. and it's still going on. And for 18 years, I served as their academic advisor. What a wonderful Um, legacy there. Yeah. And so that then evolved once I retired from that to doing the coaching, because it's just like, I'm just doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, with seven sisters homeschool. So yeah, it's, I think it was important for our generation to be faithful Mm -hmm. And then this generation who come to us for coaching, it's their job to make the next generation things happen. And God is working in a different way these days mm-hmm. in their lives. So, all right. So if someone wanted to uh, get some coaching from you, mm-hmm. Vicki, what, what would they do? Well, through HSLDA, our um, our website is available to the public. We have an extensive website. Um, it's and, a beautiful website. Right, and yes. um, and each of our um, uh, consultant departments um, has its own web section for right now. That may change in the near future. We're doing some website mm-hmm. revamping, but. Uh, they would uh, the members anybody can look at the website but the members can give us a call and get personal interaction with us so um, you do need to be a member to uh, to be able to speak with one of our nine education consultants but uh, if, if we don't ever want somebody to not join HSLDA because of finances so we do have some opportunity sometimes for scholarships and other things like that so um, do encourage um, families to check those those things out as well but then it's just a matter of giving us a call or shooting us an email so that's what we so, do. That's my full-time job is answering the phones and emails. And That's wonderful. So, so really the, the most important step is joining Homeschool Legal Defense. And when families do that, they have access to all the benefits that HSLDA offers. Like I, I can remember over the years just calling up and asking a question about, I don't even remember, you know, just practical stuff. Right. Um, you know, like what, what's the legal ramifications if our support group did yada, yada. And because I was a member, Mm -hmm. I was able to talk to someone and say, and they would give me, you know, the heads up advice on that. So it's, and that's a great thing. I'm glad you mentioned that Vicki. We also have a group services section at our website. We have a Uh group services department. I'm the group services director as well. So one of my Mm -hmm. hats is toddlers to tweens team leader. And the other is that I'm the group services director. So we also work Mm -hmm. with the support group leaders across the country and support group leaders. We would love for them to be HSLDA members, but we will speak to them about their group issues 
whether or not they are members. So just want people to be aware of that as well. So yeah, and over the years, I, you know, at when we were in the state leadership mm-hmm. in the early days, I don't know how many times either Marilyn or I were on the phone mm-hmm. with HSLA asking questions. So it's, it was always such a comfort to have that there. Oh, good. And then it, when families join HSLDA, then when they're ready for coaching, that's not an extra fee. Nope. That's just part of the membership benefit. Just part right? of their membership benefit. And like I said, those services are from preschool through high school plus special needs and struggling learners. And if you have ever um, had a child with special needs and needed to talk mm-hmm. with somebody, you know that those fees can get really high. So the mm-hmm. membership fee for HSLDA include, that includes all of those services, I think is just such a bargain. And I know a yeah. lot of people think, oh, well, of course you can promote HSLDA because you work there. But I work there because I've been part of HSLDA since the early 90s as a parent, as a local support group leader, as a state leader. And I've seen what HSLDA does to help the homeschooling community, to serve the homeschooling community, to protect our educational freedoms, our family freedoms. And that's why I chose to be part of HSLDA. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not an affiliate or anything right, for right, HSLDA. Yeah. I just we've been in the trenches together yeah. for, you know, decades. So I I appreciate the work that everyone does there. So Yeah, okay. I think that we have given everyone a taste of HSLDA and especially of coaching and the good work that you do there, Vicky. And anything else that you would like for our seventh sisters to know? No, I think that's it. If anybody has any questions, they're welcome to contact me. I have I have my own personal business site um, as well as our HSLDA section. So if somebody needs to catch me off of HSLDA, they can reach me there as well um, at Everyday Homemaking. Um, but uh, so it's EverydayHomemaking.com. Uh, but the bulk uh-huh. of my home education things are going to be there at HSLDA. That's where most of my writing is and uh, for uh, for homeschooling. So you can find that there. But I just like to encourage people that, uh, you know, homeschooling isn't the cure-all. It's not the instant fix. Uh, a lot of times homeschooling kind of brings out some character issues or some relational yes. <laughs> issues that have been kind of hiding in the busyness of life. Yeah. And now you're kind of facing those on a daily basis. But, you know, your family is a work in progress. Your life is messy sometimes. Homeschooling is messy sometimes. But it's just really worth it. And uh, do we have time to share one high school story? Please do. Yes. Sure. Well, um, I do have permission, by the way, to tell any of the stories I tell on my kids. I always get permission from them first. I don't want anybody to think You're I'm... You're wise Yeah, mom. I don't yes. want anybody to think I'm telling on my kids and they don't know about it. But um, yeah. I just like to encourage families, especially once you get to those high school ages. You know, when we start homeschooling with the younger kids, we second guess ourselves that we're not sure we can do this and, you know... Maybe I'm not smart enough. What makes me think I can do this? I'm not qualified. And then we relax for about seven or eight years, and then high school hits. And what do we do? The same stuff all over again. Oh, my goodness. I'm not qualified to do this. I don't know trigonometry. I don't know calculus. I don't know Spanish. Whatever it is, I'm not qualified. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, and then it doesn't help that sometimes we get to high school, and sometimes – Maybe our kids aren't thrilled with being homeschooled through high school. You know, not mm-hmm. everybody loves being homeschooled. It's just a right. fact of life. They don't all want to brush yep. their teeth when they were three either, you know. Right. So mm-hmm. 
But one of my girls with whom I had a great relationship, we were, you know, we had a good relationship. She's a fabulous student, great kiddo. But, you know, sometimes kids just have their days. And she was about 14 years old. And we lived out in the country, didn't have, back then, didn't have as many opportunities as kids have nowadays and on the social circle there. Um, they still had plenty. But anyway, she was, I can remember her standing at the top of the stairs, hollering at me. I hate you and I hate homeschooling and I can't stand being cooped up in this house all day with sex. Seven kids. And I said, seven, I've got eight. You know, you know, you've got seven, I've got eight. She says, well, when I'm 18, I'm out of here. And when I grow up and have kids, I'm never homeschooling them because you're ruining my life and I'm just going to hate you forever. And uh, I just, it had to have been the Holy Spirit because I just looked at her and said, sweetheart, I am so sorry that you are not happy, but it's not my job to make you happy. It's my job to do what God has called me to do with you. Now, as an aside here, that doesn't mean that if your kids are having problems that you don't stop and find ways to compromise, ways to address right. issues. But anyway, yeah. back to the story. Um, I don't <laughs> people think we were just these authoritative parents. But yeah. anyway, right. we tried to work with things. But anyway, but it's not my job to make you happy. It's my job to do what God's called me to do with you. And if Daddy and I did not believe 100% that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing with you, I'd put you back in school in a heartbeat because it'd be a whole lot easier for me. But, you know, when you grow up, if you get married and you and your husband decide not to homeschool, that's between you and your husband and God. But someday daddy and I are going to have to uh, answer to God for how we've raised you. And if we're making a mistake, we're making it as honestly as we know how. So love you, babes. See you later. Uh, and she went upstairs, did her work. I mean, and she, like I said, we, we had a good relationship. She went up, she finished yeah. school. You know, she's my overachiever. She graduated with 30 some credits and, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and she grew up. She did not leave home at 18. She waited till she was 20 and got married to a pastor. And, um, and, uh, and uh, you know, now she's in her upper 30s. And guess what? She homeschools her five kids. And she writes <laughs> homeschool curriculum. And she writes a mommy blog. And, and her husband works for HSLDA. And, you know, God has such a sense of humor. But, he does. But, you know, yeah. one of the things she said was, and, and she actually wrote an article. Um, I do a newsletter the third Thursday of every month for HSLDA. You can read them. They're oh. archived at the Toddlers to Tween section. You can read 10 years of newsletters there. Um, oh. But one of them was a guest posting from her, and it was called I Hated Homeschooling. Yeah, great topic. But, um, <laughs> but one of the things she says in there is homeschooling wasn't always what I wanted, but it was what I needed. And I'm so thankful for parents who understood the difference. Yeah. And one of the things she says to parents is don't give up. You know, it's that verse in Galatians 6, 9, you know, you, you'll reap a harvest if you're just patient. So just like that's a beautiful story. Hang in there. Yeah. Even on, even in those yeah. tough days, you know, mama, you're still yeah. doing the right thing by your kids. So because if God called you to do it, it doesn't matter whether there's up or down days. It matters that you're faithful. Yeah. So good story. All right. So with that, you can't end on a better note than that. So this has been Vicki and Vicki for the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Look for all the links to the things that Vicki has mentioned, and we will talk to you next week. 